Hello and welcome. My name's James Haken. I'm Managing Director of Elliot's, and you're listening to a 10 Minutes on Tuesday podcast for Propel. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Anthony Pender, co-founder of Yummy Pubs, and of course, the new chairman of the BII. If you haven't listened to one of these podcasts before, they are regular podcasts which are available on YouTube, and we do interview key industry influencers and leaders, and we will continue to do that throughout the year. But for the moment, big welcome, Anthony, and I suppose I'll start off by getting you to introduce yourself a little bit and a little bit about your background. Okay, um, well, we started, um, well, founded Yummy Pubs, uh, originally first pub in 2007, ran it as an individual operator for a couple of years, uh, and then from there gradually grew, grew the business. We did it uh, organically, we retained cash flow, built it up, really focused it on building a culture of our business. Now up to five sites, uh, going fantastically well and planning on opening a few more next year. Um, two years ago got involved in the Pub and Bar Perceptions Programme as Vice Chairman, really looking at engaging outside the industry for bringing new talent in and the perception of there is a career inside of licensed retail. Uh, as we, we all know that that isn't the case at the moment and it's a real issue and you've got that mum says I shouldn't just work in a pub kind of mentality and we need to change that to show what there is out there so aim to do that uh, due to that got to ask to be put through to the BII role so now I'm BII chairman on top of all that as well and how did that come about? Uh, initially I didn't really consider the role if I'm honest um, I've worked with the BI through perceptions and uh, various meetings around apprenticeship programs. I've always voiced my opinion of those things, but really kind of looked at it as just an organisation I was going to work with, not in per se. Um, then got asked by a few people that uh, it might be an idea to apply for the role. Uh, it's the first time they've got external for uh, advertising for chairman, as before it's always been allocated from the regional chairs within. Uh, they realise they need change, they really know they need a shake-up, and uh, a few of the guys recognise what I'd done at Perceptions, that maybe it would be a good move to kind of bring me in and really bring about change. So they created this new selection process to bring in new people along the way and uh, applied as part of that, and here I am. <laughs> what do you think the biggest challenges are facing the BII, and I suppose the industry as a whole? It's kind of hand in hand, it's uh, one of the biggest challenges for our industry going forward, not just the next couple of years, but for the next five years and the next ten years. Uh, And then what space does the BII sit in? We all know that there's a lot of associations out there that you can be a member of or not be a member of, be associated to or not. one thing that we really need to tackle is the space that we fall into. We don't want to be doing the same thing as the Alamar. We don't want to be doing the same thing as the BBPA or the licensed vitulars or anything else for that matter. What we want to be doing is doing what the BRI does best and it's getting back to making sure we're an institute. By institute, and it's in the name, exactly what I mean, it's education, it's raising standards, it's looking after the individual and it's very much about professionalisation of the trade to create meaningful careers, to create professional outlets that run that are safe, and great to visit. That's already interesting. And uh, what is it you really want to drive for the organisation within your tenure? Uh, within the tenure, there's some really clear. Um, I should say that a lot of this started to happen before I joined. You have the new exec team, the team room there. They've done a fantastic job. Part of the reason I took the job is because of the strategy they're putting in place. That 
it's 18 months of planning and a bit of a shake up with him but now it's time to deliver a new strategy um, the, the thing I aim to deliver is stability to it to keep a focus on that new strategy but also to see that I leave a better organisation at the end of it that can carry on through to 2020, 2025 again and really focus again on the individual and doesn't get involved in lobbying because we're not a lobbying organisation that again is BBA, LMR, everyone else we are an organisation for the individual and the professional standards so it's real focus and passion and getting it back to actually being about the licensed trade. I know you're still relatively new to the role but within that strategy are there any particular tactics you can tell us about? So yeah, the, the BII really is, is multifaceted. It's actually uh, a number of organisations within one. Um, first and foremost, actually, it's a, it's a charity. So uh, everything that's generated cash flow-wise goes back into it to further develop the, the organisation for the benefit of the industry as a whole, uh, which is quite unique. But main part of it is the awarding body, so whereby personal licenses, Dorman's licence have always been awarded. We still account for 80% of the awarding of personal licences through various training companies. Uh, but now that's branching out into new qualifications and new apprenticeship programmes like the Pub Chef programme that's going to be launched in February. So really energetic stuff going on on that side. Uh, there's the pub governing body, which uh, obviously we all know is up in the air at the moment with the market rent only option but there will still be a need for that. It's, it's something that the BII had to take on from an administrative point of view because literally there was no one else there to do it. We were seen as the most uh, neutral stance in there. So uh, it's funded, but what it does is uh, basically an individual sits in an office and Michaela, she sits there and uh, she takes all the process through PKS and peers. So we're not actually involved in the actual boarding and the decision-making process. We're literally just an administrative function so that it can run and give it office space to run. Uh, the panel's obviously made up multi-industry, individuals, surveyors, everything else. So that's always been one that's kind of on the side there for the last few years, but we've had to make sure it runs. But we haven't been a decision-making factor in that, and I think there's a bit of misconception around that. Finally, the membership side, massive part of it, and it's where a lot of our focus is going to be. It's about supporting the individual training, development, uh, insights, innovation, and really going back to where I said before, being an institute and really developing the individual for the sake of licensee, for the sake of people coming to the industry new, for us as multiple operators, basically for every single individual. And there's 2.4 million of us in our industry, so there's a lot of people to look after. It'd be nice if they all become members. I find it really interesting, actually, Anthony, because the first ever article I wrote quite some time ago it was actually for the caterer and it was around whether or not people can see hospitality as a career and if not why not and it's funny that probably nine ten years later we're still in the same position do you think it'll ever change um th there's no choice about it it has to change or the industry is going to fail because the growth we're seeing and we are seeing fantastic growth growth fantastic innovation within the industry but that means we need more people, and it also means we need talent, more talented people in there. Um, the, the figures are over three years, 270,000 by 2020, 848,000 additional bodies needed. Now, that's not talking about the fallout at the bottom, that's just additional figures. So you're more than likely, and I don't have exact figures for the, the net gain, but you're going to be looking at over a million people needing to come into the hospitality trade and one in five of those people will be coming into licensed retail that we sit and concentrate on. Uh, so we have to change it, there is no choice. Uh, the BII is placed to do that. 
we have to work with other organisations. It's all going to be about collaboration, Biz big businesses, small businesses. We all need to get together and change this because we need to show there is a career. We know there's a career. I'm sitting here as someone who has gone through a career in this industry and doing relatively well for myself. I enjoy what I do. I'm, I've got a nice house. I'm getting on with it. And we know there's people like Jamie Oliver who've got hundreds of millions of pounds because of what they've done. So... There is options, um, it's just highlighting that to the individual coming out of university, college, or who's out of work, and also, as again, I say, the parents are the big factor. Um, there's a misconception about low pay. One thing I will say about this industry is you may come in on low pay on a part-time job, but if you prove yourself, the progression and the meritocracy within our trade is phenomenal and you can progress through. We've got guys who come in, after six to nine months, they're just natu their natural ability is brilliant, and you can train them into a supervisory management role the key life skills that you need for any job you pick up in a bar sociable dealing with conflict multitasking time management you need all of that to be a good barman to be a good waiter to be a good manager to be a good barista a good chef it's all there so not only are we creating skills for our own trade we're creating life skills for the wider economy wider job market and the wider population i really agree i suppose for me it's always it's always been about being social and being sociable is so much part of the hospitality business. I wonder whether it should be a requirement that people work in the hospitality sector. You'd certainly drive towards having a society of people that I suppose have a lot more kind of empathy and emotional intelligence and understanding for other people when you've been through those those kind of key challenges that we, we've all faced if we've grown up in the hospitality industry. Yeah, I think I, I can't think of many people in this industry I don't like. Put it that way, and it's a fantastic industry. When I, when we go to various trade events or when people come into the pub, um, we're always very talkative. We're always very open with each other. We're always very good at sharing ideas. It's a very vibrant industry from that point of view. We're not talking about retail here where they all hide their cards. We're we're a fantastic industry, and the reason why we're innovating so much is because there are great people in it, and those people have been gelled, moulded by the very industry they're in. So it's kind of like a double loop, if you like. The industry is creating people, and those very people are creating a better industry at the end of the day. We're definitely seeing that. We're seeing a streamlined industry that in the last 10 years has just transformed beyond all recognition, really. And it's something to be proud of. I suppose that brings it all back full circle to what we spoke about at the beginning and uh, the culture you've created here within Yummy. What are you most proud of within the culture that you've created here? Um, funny enough, on Monday, um, we, for the first time ever, and as we've grown, we haven't had the opportunity to do this before, we, we shut all the venues and we brought all the team together uh, under one roof and we had, we called it Yummy Conference, basically an hour of a uh, few speeches, celebration of some achievements over the years, some individual achievements, um, and it was really proud to see all those people excited about celebrating that success of the company, and it's... It's about individual success and it's about success as one team and we've definitely got that. Everyone was so pleased for everybody else picking up awards. Um, there was so much celebration about our new venue and all the other guys were celebrating uh, Danny and his team for a great job they've done at the Victoria. And really touching was um, four guys completed their apprenticeship last year. They came up to stage, uh, they got bottle of champagne each and uh, we just kind of said a few words about how they worked through it so it wasn't just that there you go thank you very much see you later we want to say something personal it's important to know your whole team and uh, everyone was so chuffed and genuinely pleased with them and it was just so nice to see that there's a real 
almost maternal feel to the business where everyone looks out for each other and it isn't just a me, 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 which sometimes I find. Again, the industry's beyond that, I think, but our company definitely feels special and I, I want that to be the same across the whole piece, really. That's awesome. And uh, I think the last comment I was going to make is back at the ALMR Manchester debate, I remember late evening in one of the... Uh, one of the venues, we had a quick chat about your new coffee concept, which sounded awesome. Just wondering if you can share anything on that. Um, yep, yeah, it's been open now for about 14 weeks. It's going phenomenally well. Um, it's one thing I've pondered as well is uh, we, we're obviously using the coffee in our coffee shop, but also in our pubs, but it's the, the innovation now in coffee as well. And um, I'd argue that Starbucks and Costa have done us a favour because they're a very average coffee at a premium price. One thing I've learned is we can deliver... A top end coffee at the same price, and we're talking triple filter in here and like water softness to make sure the water is just at the right consistency. Different choice of beans as you go, and so all of our pubs are running three different beans now, as well as the coffee shop. And who would have thought 10 years ago that a pub would have that or a coffee shop would have that? And it just shows the innovation and the loyalty we, we've got because of that because it's genuine and it really is real provenance in there it's just phenomenal people are walking past Costa and Starbucks to come to our coffee shop and they're coming into our pubs for that coffee as well so yeah so far so good it's early days but we're enjoying it and it's, it's definitely one with a lot of passion running it thank you so much for your time today and of course good luck with all your ventures and everything that's happening particularly in that new chairman role of the BII lovely thank you mate